Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Church of the Remnant. And this is Power and Glory of God, Part 2, Spiritual Tsunami. Let's pray. Father God, may your Holy Spirit touch every heart here tonight through your word and your revelatory rima word to build everyone up, exhort and encourage us all in our faith, in our own walk with you, Lord Jesus. So let me speak only your anointed word with the fire of the Holy Spirit upon me so that everyone here tonight and also for those who will be under the sound of my voice listening later by podcast. So Lord, just as Moses said, we also say this evening and throughout 2022 in our lives and nation, show us your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So just to recap, for those of you who missed part one, I spoke on Wednesday about God's glory. It was really a quick definition and I skipped through defining what God's glory is because a lot of people are not quite sure. And so we're talking about God's glory. It's the visible, tangible presence of God in our midst and there's different names you hear from that Old Testament Hebrew names like the Shekinah glory and also uh, the Kabod, it's slightly different but basically what it is is it's the character of God manifest physically, visibly, you know the glory's there when this happens and so it's also the power of God when this happens. Um, and it's the same Holy Spirit, that power, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, um, who is there when the glory of God shows up. And the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, if you're a believer, he is living in you right now. And it says that in Romans 8, verse 11. And I'll, I'll read this one, but I've got a lot of scriptures, so just sort of jot them down as I go along if you're taking notes. But I'll read this, Romans, 11, Romans 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you, who lives in you, doesn't just visit now and again, like he did in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant with Moses. We now live in the New Covenant because of everything that we have been singing and uh, the blood of Jesus that was shed. So hallelujah, glory to God. We don't just get a, a touch of the Holy Spirit. To, to go off and do something for the Lord, like Moses, we have the Holy Spirit inside us. In Christ, we have the Holy Spirit 24-7. And sometimes we can forget that. And so just let that sink in, that revelation, Romans 8, verse 11. He lives in us, he lives in you. If you're a believer, 
in Christ. So tonight, you're about to go on a journey with me into the glory realm, the realm of God. And as we take this journey, it might get a bit wild, the ride. So fasten your seatbelts. Because tonight, the Holy Spirit's put in my heart to speak about four key things. First one, the glory realm, God's normal. The second thing, God's glory zones. Because there are portals, wells, fountains, waves, coming tsunamis. And the third thing, glory manifestations. What do they look like? How do we respond to that happening to us if we see it in other people and we're not used to it? And the last thing, God's new normal for us, how to live today in his glory. So these are all available to us in Christ as God's people. So the first one, the glory realm, God's normal. This is God's normal, the glory realm. So the pages of scripture, they are filled with miraculous accounts of the glory of God appearing for his children. And angelic encounters, both old and new covenant, you're talking about 1 Kings 19 verses 5 to 7, Acts 10 verse 3, and Acts 12 7 to 11. That's just three. <laughs> if you do a study in the glory like Kenneth Hagin did, <laughs> then you will find that the glory manifests. So also the glory manifests in miracles, like a pool of healing water. It talks about John 5. We read the whole 1 to 15. And I've actually seen that pool uh, Pool of Bethesda and its archaeological digs um, have uncovered it like about three years ago in Jerusalem. Massive big um, pool. That's where you know Jesus uh, would walk past that every day, probably when he was in the city. And that's where a lot of people would just sit about waiting for an angel to stir the waters, things like this. So there was also a wedding feast in Cana. And I also went there, and that was uh, talked about in John 2, verses 1 to 11, where Jesus transformed water into heavenly wine through the glory. And then there's also financial miracles in Matthew 17, verse 27. So why would we expect anything different today? Because a lot of people do. Um, people think that that all ended with the apostles. A lot of people think that. And they think that God just divided the Red Sea way back in Moses' day. And they forget about Jesus um, feeding 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And he resurrected Lazarus, who was dead for four days. Having been a nurse, I know what that looks like. And Jesus himself was resurrected from the dead after three days by the same Holy Spirit that I said at the beginning is in us. So these signs are meant to help the world to believe in God, in Jesus Christ. And that is 
one of the main purposes for miracles and the glory showing up, to bring people to Christ. And the Bible says that in actual fact, it did not all end at Acts, because Hebrews 13 verse 8 tells us, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did then, he can and wants to do today through the power of his Holy Spirit. So the glory of God is full of miraculous signs and wonders because it's the manifestation of the miracle-working God, our Father, Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Holy Spirit in us. So the glory of God always draws us closer to him because it reveals who he is to us. And in God's end times, end time, whatever you want to call it, move, I believe that his glory, through his glory carriers, because he will work through his people, I believe his remnant people in these days, and that glory will spread across our nation out into the whole earth. Been many, many prophecies of Scotland and, and the UK being at the centre of that. And God says in Habakkuk 2 verse 14 that the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that particular verse, it's talking about this heavy weight and in a good way, the presence, the glory of God. And in Isaiah 60 verse 2, it says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Because darkness doesn't intimidate God. He's not afraid of darkness like people are. And in actual fact, it's in such a time of darkness that the glory of God can be seen across the earth. You put a light in a dark room. The darkness never puts the light out. Never. So the glory realm changes things even at molecular levels. And people have seen all sorts of miracles and recreative miracles and I'll touch briefly on that and all of these things though are birthed out of the love of our heavenly father for us and they are carried by people who are willing to lay down their lives so that they can be changed um, in their character because the gifts of God are given without repentance, it says. So people will be given gifts, spiritual gifts. And a lot of people look at the gifts and forget about the giver. But also people look at the gifts and think that because that person is giving a prophecy or they're laying hands on someone to be healed and the, and the person was healed, they tend to look at the person and think they are this, of you know, uh, incredible, strong, mighty person in God. Now, I'm not saying that they're not, because if they are walking with the Lord, then 
truly God will mould the person's character. It's far more important to the Lord than a lot of other things. And that takes time. That usually takes being put through the fire again and again and again, the furnace to get rid of the dross. But the gifts are the Holy Spirit. They're God's gifts. And he is gracious enough to work through people. And so we look to the giver of the gifts, not the person who is ministering the gifts. Although I am not talking negatively about anyone who's used by God because they need to get their life in line or they will fall to the wayside because the enemy will take them out. So they must be able to stand and have that character inside. So the second thing I'll come on to are about God's glory portals. And this isn't talked about a lot, although going back about four or five months, I did do um, a podcast, and I think it was preaching as well on the Wednesday, about living under an open heaven. And so that's there if you want to go back and have a, a listen to that. That explains what I don't have time to go into in detail tonight. But just to let you know that there are glory zones, glory portals, things like wells, fountains. This is living fountain ministry. So these things are very real and they're in the spiritual realm. So they're a type of set of hotspot. You know, you get in your phone, you get a hotspot. And it's like a hotspot in the earth and... An open heaven is the way the Lord wants us to live all the time. And these particular portals um, that are in specific places around the earth um, and can be accessed in the spiritual realm by those who know where they are, they're in a different dimension, but they overlap with our reality. And basically what happens is that People can create a glory zone, a glory portal over a place by consistently, over time, praising the Lord, praying, decreeing, and that will become a glory zone, a portal, and a creative realm as well, where the creative dimensions of God will be seen in manifestation. And it's in that creative dimension of God where creative miracles can happen, like new legs grown, new eyes in someone's head who was born without them, new ears, things like that. I have seen some of these things in my own eyes. And that is because of the glory of God, creative miracles. So the earth realm, very briefly, is a realm of sound. We've heard that tonight. And words. Words have frequency and power as well. And sometimes we forget about the words. We know that music can be very beautiful and bring the presence of God. And when we praise the Lord, he inhabits the praises of his people. Now, the dark side also know all about frequency when it comes to music. And there are certain frequencies that are very dark, very negative. And 
they tie in with things like heavy metal, that sort of stuff. Um, you just have to listen to like you know, a minute of that and you know that that is not you know, from God. That frequency, it's harsh, it's grinding, it's, it's low level frequencies. And God's high sort of frequency um, with his music and things like that that bless people and bring the glory realm. So frequencies... Um, are important, they tie in, and, and I'll maybe do, uh, maybe preach on that one time. Uh, they tie into the glory, and then things behave quite differently on earth. And this may be one of those to just tighten your seatbelt for, but the realm of God's glory can cause light to change speed and have a, what is called a quantum leap and i'll show you this in the bible not just making this up and you can also compress time and move from one place to another like instantly so we're talking there about translocation or you know uh maybe another word is teleportation you hear people talking about that and that is valid um, a lot of people who don't understand about it and also like New Agers call it spirit travel. And it's that that the dark side uses, demonic gates, because where you've got the real thing, you'll have the counterfeit. The enemy can't create anything, he can only counterfeit the things of God. But he does set up demonic gates over certain areas, certain countries. And a lot of that's to do with shedding of the blood of innocence. Uh, but we can, you know, come to the Lord and, and, and forgive, uh, ask the Lord to forgive um, the people in cleanse the land. But that is one thing that can cause demonic gates and portals to be over a country. And so people can use this spirit travel, like astral projection, which is really common uh, in these days, and it's very, very dangerous. Spiritually, it's not something a Christian should ever do, and it's not something anybody should do, because instead of actually connecting with God's the third heaven where the Lord is, the glory realm, people who astral project their spirit out their body on the silver cord are actually going into the second heaven, where the demonic presences, the demonic entities, the devil, etc., principalities and powers you read about in Ephesians. That's where they are. That's what someone does if they do that. So I know it sounds shocking, but many people do this. Uh, some use drugs to do it, and it is so, so dangerous. If you know anyone like that and you're close to them, tell them to stop and maybe let them listen, you know, or, or, or you share with them uh, what I'm saying if you've never heard it before. So, um, it's, it, I mean, all this has been kept secret, not just from God's people, but from the whole world, you know. I mean, what exactly is going on at CERN? You know, there's, there's a few hundred particle colliders around the world. That's the one that, that we sort of know about. But, you know, one of the things that is used there, it's been proven time and time again, is to open portals, but into the dark side. 
So it's the lowest of vibrational spiritual levels, and they are trying to open it and bring stuff through from the second heaven. So from the demonic realm, not God's glory realm. And I just need to mention these things so that you understand that, you know, not all things are the same. Uh, the glory realm is most definitely you know, God's realm, but things can counterfeit it, like I was saying on Saturday in healing. You need to know the source of everything. So just moving on from that, and, and Satan corrupts everything. Um, but when we're talking about God, you can read about what I talked about, translocation in Acts 8, verses 37 to 40 with Philip. One minute he was in one place, uh, with the eunuch, and then he was in another place. And it says the Lord caught Philip away. So there you can read about it. In the Old Testament, it talks about it in 1 Kings 18, verse 12, and says there, and it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from thee that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. So there's another one there. So there are glory portals and gates not that one, on the earth. And um, like I said, the, the earth realm is a sound of, is a realm of sound, frequency, and light. And uh, so just to, I don't want to uh, concentrate on the dark side, but you know, a lot of times the enemy's people know about these things far more than God's people do. And they use them. You know, they know the times and the seasons. They know when things are in a certain position and they can do their rituals and open demonic gates. That's what they do. They have a priesthood as well in the kingdom of darkness. And we have dates that even, you know, people who are not saved in the world acknowledge, like Halloween. There's many of these. And that's what it's connected to, opening spiritual gates into the second heaven. And it's not for God's glory to descend. So, moving on from that, <clears throat> we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. God doesn't want us to be ignorant. So, talking about the glory and portals into the third heaven. And we know that in the Bible, it talked about these places uh, like with Jacob at Bethel, the staircase, and he saw the angels, and that was the Lord's glory realm. And there's other places you can look in the Bible if you do your own study, Gilgal, Jericho, uh, around about the Jordan. It's, you know, there's quite a few places if you do your own study. So these were all portals that were used by the prophets of God. Um, and some of them, unfortunately, and this is what can happen, um, they can be hijacked by the enemy who knows that originally that was a place of God's presence and glory. But now because God's people don't know about it and there's no praise and prayer going up, they can actually hijack it. But they're going to the second heaven. They're not going up to the top. So, and also just for, you know, your consideration, when Jesus left and ascended to the Father on the Mount of Olives, that is a glory portal. 
And when he returns, he'll be coming back down the same way onto the Mount of Olives, both feet on either side, it will split in two. The angel said that. So when his foot touches the actual solid earth, I mean. So all things are possible in the glory zones, in the glory realm. Uh, like I've said, healings, uh, lots of demonstrations of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit and power. Also, you can see a lot of people come to Christ in revivals. You know, it brings people to the Lord. Um, we, we've read about all sorts of revivals and where people outside, they're not in a church, they're walking about. And, you know, the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes upon them. They fall down, they ask God for mercy and they, they're saved, born again. And this happens in revivals. And it's because of the glory of God. And usually because there have been people praying behind the scenes for God to move in that area in his glory and power. So God also gives us angels to operate in the glory realm for our, our benefit. He, he'll send angels and the ones I have seen are, they have golden hair, they have golden robes and they're golden, <laughs> their faces, they're just golden. And this is actually something that recurs over and over again when God's glory manifests. So that takes me on to the third point, glory manifestations. So how do we, as God's people, respond to the glory realm? When God's glory manifests, what do we do? Well, we don't take like a video or put it in Facebook, we want to actually, like, not initially anyway, what we want to do when the glory comes upon someone or a group of people, supernatural things start to happen. And it's the Holy Spirit doing this. And a lot of people can be touched with what's called holy laughter. And that is joy. That is someone who a lot of times are in maybe pain emotionally or in a dark place. And all of a sudden, when the glory touches them, they start laughing. And you know it's not someone trying to cause, you know, uh, attention to be drawn away. It's, you get a witness that it is the Holy Spirit. And that is an incredible blessing when it happens to you. It's happened to me, can't even, countless times over the years. And... I think it should be commonplace among believers. We've got the same spirit in us that raised Jesus from the dead. And it also says in Psalm 16, verse 11, that in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. So when the heavy presence and the glory of God invades a place, we see manifestations like gold dust, gold tooth fillings, people have had supernatural weight loss yes de-aging yes and and you know it goes on so it's like things that naturally are impossible instantly they're not possible instantly they happen in the glory realm uh, when the heavy presence of God is there and unfortunately within the church there's a lot of this has been misunderstood, the manifestations I'm talking about. 
and it's you know been called lying wonders and attributing it all to the devil um, saying that it ended anything like that with the apostles and so it's like we need to have the discerning of spirits, that's for sure. We don't accept everything that happens, everything we see, because someone slaps a label over it that this is God. We do need to operate in the discerning of spirits of good and evil. But we don't want to have a critical spirit and just blanket ban everything because we don't understand it. And that's what can happen, sadly, in a lot of um, churches. And the enemies use that. And he loves that because that closes off the glory realm. Because the Holy Spirit is sensitive. A lot of times he is talked of like a dove. And he will not go where he's not welcome. So the phenomenon of gold dust, it's true. That is true. It's not someone making it up. And along with the gold tooth fillings, and healing oil dripping from someone's hands. These are just a few examples of this. And there's many, many things that have been called spiritual alchemy, like witchcraft, when it's the Holy Spirit. And that is not a place that I would like to ever go. So we want to know the difference between a hoax when it's the enemy, when it's the Holy Spirit, and we certainly don't want to be calling a work of God, the glory of God, the Holy Spirit of God, witchcraft. That is blasphemy. Jesus came against the Pharisees for saying that he cast out devils by the devil. It doesn't even make sense. Um, but the Pharisees were the people that Jesus came against the strongest and Yes, he was angry with them. Jesus got angry. That's uh, probably a revelation to some people in the church nowadays, but yes, he did. Um, so these manifestations uh, that came thick and fast for quite a few years uh, came through people, the gold dust um, came through a woman who was from Brazil, um, Sylvania Macado, and another woman, Ruth Heflin, um, and these people have ministries, they've uh, documented it all. And then a, a woman called Jane Lauder, and she had it at the Toronto Airport Church back in the early 90s. And the same thing happened to the South African uh, preacher, Rodney Howard Brown. And it's actually been occurring throughout the body of Christ <laughs> ever since the beginning. And the manifestations, like drunk in the spirit, they call it because people are sort of can't stand up properly, um, as if they're, you know, drunk on wine. But it's not that at all. It's the power of God is so incredible that people find it hard to stay standing. That's what that's about. And then if there's jerking, holy laughter can look, you know, intoxicated. Well, it's the Holy Spirit that's doing it, not any other spirit, when it is the glory of God. So... Healings also happen, that's very uh, relevant when the glory cloud is there and you recognize it, receive from God. Without running to get someone to lay hands on you or whatever, receive from God because 
He is present there to heal the most difficult of things. So it says that in the face of Jesus Christ, we see the radiance of the Heavenly Father's glory. So these glory manifestations are really just demonstrations to often large numbers of people so that they respond to the gospel when they're invited to. They're not an end in themselves. They're to point to Jesus Christ. And it's sad when they're dismissed because they are so very powerful and they can bring people who don't believe in God to the Lord because they know it's impossible to grow a leg. And if they've seen that, they will come to Jesus Christ. And the main reason I believe that people within the church criticize these manifestations is just because it's outside of their paradigm, um, their box, you know, and like Bill was saying, throw the box away. Um, they, they believe that it cannot be from God because they've never experienced it personally. So, you know, that, that is nonsense. Nothing to base any sort of argument on, even logic. So that's what can happen, though. But they're resisting the Holy Spirit, so it's really sad because, you know, the Lord could move and heal them. And there's been tremendous healing miracles when the glory appears. And... Also, I've experienced the fragrance of the Lord. It talks about this in Song of Songs 2, verse 1. And it filled my home room the first time it ever happened to me at night. And it's not just a lovely smell, which it is, but when you actually inhale it, it's as if the power and the glory, well, it's not as if it is, it's the power and glory of God manifests and you are in the spiritual realm and I've experienced that and it is incredible, the fragrance of the Lord and it can move in you know, meetings with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says in Psalm 23, verse 5, David says, you have anointed my head with fresh oil. And I believe that God's anointing us in these days with a, a new impartation from his Holy Spirit to see these things in the glory realm manifest in our days. Our world needs it. We need it. And just one thing before I end this section, when it's talking about gold, a lot of things that are manifestations like the dust, the, um, even the glory angels, they're talking about gold. Why gold? Why that? Well, gold represents, in many places, the glory of God. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel brought their riches of gold, silver, jewels, into the, the wilderness tabernacle. And the tabernacle was filled with these symbols of the glory of God. And when the Lord gave instruction for Solomon's temple, he told them to overlay everything with gold, including the walls and the ceiling. And even the veil that separated the manifest glory of God from the rest of the temple had golden thread woven into it. So gold, it's a representation of God's glory, this golden substance uh, that can be seen in people, the gold dust, the glitter, 
on people's faces and things. And some people have actually had gold ooze out of their pores in front of people. So it's absolutely incredible uh, when the visible manifestation of, of the Shekinah glory, the presence of God manifests. It's, it's just incredible. And we praise God for it. And it leads people to Jesus Christ. So talking about manifestations Books have been written about it, and it takes us also into the realm of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They operate in the realm of God's glory, and the gift of miracles can operate in this realm, and the gift of healings, and really any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the word of knowledge, and things like that. And it can just all point people to Jesus. That's it's purpose. So I believe that the doors are open in these days for us as remnant saints of God to jump right into what is beginning, this glory realm manifesting through God's people, his remnant, and we will be the glory carriers of the Holy Spirit. And we'll jump with these quantum leaps of God into the glory zones, and we'll create them on the earth, these places where the waves build and build so high, so powerfully, that we create a spiritual tsunami of glory, like the title. And I think that is very near on the horizon as I pray and ask the Lord about this. But obviously, we are the carriers, and so we need to get ourselves ready. We need to submit to the Lord so that we are available to be used. And, I mean, this is the truth, what I've just said. If you've never heard this before, then it can be quite mind-blowing. But it's mind-blowing for us as God's children, in a good way. And it's a very, very bad thing for the devil's side. <laughs> very bad. Uh, because we carry God's glory and presence on earth. And a lot of people don't realize that, we're children of God. And God is waking us up, not just to go and join something practical that is uh, about justice, but God is wanting us to be part of what's coming and his glory carriers on earth. And we are his earthly temple, so we are very careful what we allow in it. That's also key to being a carrier of God's glory, I believe. Uh, God's extremely, um, almost uh, very particular about what is in his temple. So we need to be careful what we put in our body what we put in our mind. We have gates, eye gates, ear gates, what we watch, what we listen to. That's all going in, and so we have to be careful. We want to saturate ourselves with God's word, and then it's easy for God's glory to manifest. And we want to have a deep desire within us to pray, to have a revelation of God's word for our life, because if God's word to you is flat, and boring, and you just do it every day in the morning to tick it off on your to-do list. That's not what he wants. He wants to fellowship with you 
He wants you to know him as your loving heavenly father and he wants to reveal himself to you and he does that through his word and it's multi-dimensional god's word is spiritual and if you ask the lord to show you to reveal to you his glory one of the ways he'll do it along with all these other things is through his word and he watches over his word to perform it so i believe that the Lord wants to cover us in the presence of his glory today. And what we're experiencing is actually prophetic signs. These are manifestations. There's been prophecies in the past. And these are prophetic signs of the glory of God starting to move in our midst. And it's just the beginning, I believe. And it's being released upon the earth. And it's being released upon this nation and in us and God wants to use us as his glory carrier. So we need to get ready for it and we need to respond when we are in God's glory realm. And sometimes God can give you unusual instructions when you're in the glory realm. It's an atmosphere of revelatory knowledge. It doesn't always go by head knowledge. So, <clears throat> It says, whatever's revealed in the heavens becomes, you know, prophetic on earth. And as much as talking about Amos 3, 7, and I, I like the Amplified translation here. It says, surely the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret plan of the judgment to come. That's not for us, it's for the dark uh, side to his servants the prophets. So basically, God will reveal his plans. He, he will give prophetic words. He will give prophecies about things to come. And often people get a bit of something. So it's like a puzzle piece and they don't get the whole thing. They get a bit, but um, we need to also test everything that it is of the spirit of God. Uh, so it was just to say this, that sometimes unusual obedience is required to move in the glory realm and if God gives you a vision it gives you a prophetic word and you know it's for you and you know it's the real deal you must pray into that you must cooperate with God for that vision and not just expect it to come to pass with you doing nothing about it or actively opposing it even so God wants us to move in the glory realm he is willing and we just need to any seeds of doubt that come into our mind from the enemy we must take authority over them and cast them down we've got the authority to cast down any doubt unbelief that tries to come into our mind luke 10 19 talks about that and we must stand in faith to watch for our miracle to come because the glory realm will come and we don't want to miss it when it does that's the thing people have been in the realm of the glory of god and nothing has happened to them because they're not standing in faith which is still a requirement because uh, without it it's impossible to please god nothing much is going to happen in the kingdom of god without it and you really need to be believing for your miracle hebrews 11 verse 6 and so I believe that this is what we are about to see and it will start with us 
and then it will move out in our nation, well, in our cities, in our nation, and to the rest of the world. And just for the very final part, um, the, the Lord wants us to keep decreeing so that we don't miss this, so that we don't come into agreement with things that are being done by godless people in positions. We need to decree what God's word says and we need to be persistent because a lot of things we can't just say at once and um, expect God to act and go away and never say it again. And we also say decrees in faith, believing that God answers our, our words. You know, our words are creative. Proverbs 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it's like you'll eat the fruit of what you say. So you want to be saying what God says, his word. Jesus only said and did what he heard and saw the Father doing. And we want to do that. We want to know what is God's will. So we need to read our Bible and God will show us. And then when we know that it is God's word, we can stand on it with confidence and expect to see the glory of God manifest, to use us as his glory carriers and also to change our cities, our nation, it needs to be changed. How is it going to happen? Not in a natural sense. First of all, at least, it happens in the spiritual realm first, always. And then the spiritual realm affects the physical. So we really need to understand that and believe it before we see it. That's key, that's faith. We call those things which be not as though they are. And we continue to do so. So I just thank the Lord that this is available to us as his children. The glory realm is something that, unfortunately, the enemy has taught his people. And they are so highly educated in the spiritual area. And sadly, the church has many parts of it. It is like a nursery class, nursery school, um, and the other side are on to doing, you know, their PhDs. So we can change that. We don't need to be those people. If that's what we've been like up to right now, then that can be changed. And the Lord is not talking about... Um, these things for no reason in this place. He's talking about the things prophetically that he's going to do. A lot of times when you hear teaching and preaching in here, the Church of the Remnant, it's prophetic. It's about what God is doing and about to do more of. And we need to come into agreement with God and not anyone else who's not in agreement with that, only with the Lord. And as we do that, he will fit us out to be bold, to be strong, because the Lord our God does go with us. He is the commander 
of the hosts of heaven. All these angels, one angel took out undefeated 185,000 Assyrians overnight. So they are not the cherubs with the arrows at the 14th of February. No, no, no. A lot of this is utter rubbish. The enemy trying to make out these things are innocent and taking the power away from the things of God that are really true because that is going to impede him so much when we know who we are and move in it. And so we need to decree, we need to know who we are in Christ and we need to come into agreement and God's glory will manifest in our lives, in this place and out there. It will. Don't miss it. Don't miss it because this is the truth. This is happening and it will continue to gather speed and gather momentum till it is a spiritual tsunami. Don't miss it. And so, Lord, Heavenly Father, I just thank you that your glory manifests yet again in our nation. Right now, Lord, from here on in, if we've not understood this before, then, Lord, we just thank you and decree your glory manifesting in our own lives, Lord, in the places we live in, in our towns, our cities, in our nation of Scotland, in the UK, and all your sheep nations, Lord, as we, your people, return to our first love. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. And so, Lord, we just ask that your kingdom comes in power and your glory in our lives, in our nation, in Jesus' mighty name, forever and ever. Amen. As I was sitting there, the Lord spoke to me and reminded me, in a sense, because I've told me this before, but I want to say it again afresh, that everything the devil is doing right now, everything the evil one is doing, is a counterfeit of God's glory. That includes pharmakia, because the glory of God belongs in his temple. You are his temple. Your body is his temple. And as Karen says, it's to be filled with uh, only those things that add to the glory, that enhance the glory, that belong in the glory. So stuff that doesn't belong in the glory, what we call pharmakia, and, um, and other stuff that, that's going on. And all that technology that's been put behind the, the pharmakia and all these other things, and all the, the, the electronic 5G, all that, or you're just being conspiracy theorists, no, we're, we're conspiracy realists. Because the Bible says there is a conspiracy of leaders of the earth against Yahweh and his son. So, folks, it's so important for us to understand that what we've got, the real deal, the glory, the technology. God has this technology. It's signs and wonders, it's miracles, it's Holy Ghost fire. You know, all of that, that's in the glory. That is the glory, in a sense. The manifestation of what, what, what we call the glory is just God showing up and manifesting 
all these different things in our lives. And I'm believing, you know, the Lord really challenged me to believe for manifestations of glory that we've never dreamed of. I'm going to share this dream very quickly with you that I had many years ago, a number of years ago now. And I'm in the dream, I'm in the dream, and there's people in the dream. And the Lord led me to point to those people. Just point to them. And the Lord said to me, whoever you point to, the glory will hit them. And you could see it, and it was, like, it was literally like how a fireman's hose. Stronger even than that. And it just whacked them. And every single person you point to the Lord says, they'll get saved. They won't be able to resist it. They won't even know what's hit them. And the Lord says, that's coming on the earth. Because we have this thing, don't we, charismatic Pentecost, as the Spirit wills. And that's true. Okay? But the Lord says, there's coming a day, it's as you will. Because I will have so much trust in you. Not, not just me, that remnant company. I will have so much trust in my people that they will be entrusted with power beyond their wildest dreams. So that some of you say, yeah, I quite like the idea of him getting saved. And the Lord says, all you need to do is point to them and the glory will hit them. And they won't be able to stop it. They will not be able to resist it. Isn't that good? I'm looking forward to that day. I'm, and I'm believing that that day is on the horizon. It's, 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 it's in our grasp. Because folks, we need that. Amen. We, we want our churches full, don't we? You see, the Lord keeps saying to me, multitudes. You know, I'm saying, well, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm content just to preach to a, a small crowd if that's what the Lord says. No, multitudes. What did he say to the disciples? You're saying it's four months yet to the harvest. I'm saying it's right now. Harvest is now. And we have this thing, well, one day, one day. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know preachers that one day is really all they can preach. Because they have no faith for it to happen anytime soon. So one day, well, if you just keep saying one day, it will happen one day. But they'll probably won't be there to see it. It'll be one day, maybe. And we've had that for way too long, decades in the church, haven't we? But when we speak about glory, we're not asking God, one day can we see the glory. Moses didn't say, one day, Lord, can I see the glory. He says, I want to see your glory now. And I want to see the glory of God now. I'm sure you do too.